Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Support WrestleTalk. Donate on Patreon. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy, hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to Wrestle Ramble. I'm Ollie Davis and I'm joined by Luke Owen and I forgot to say the podcast part. <laughs> but carry on. Hello, Swafter Nation. Hello, Oliver Davis. How are you? How did you find Fantasy Booking Warfare this week? It was it was good. It was... I do dread them before we... Because we, we put so much effort in. I feel like we say this every time we do the podcast part of the Fantasy Booking Warfare's. But I... Uh, you went all out and and maybe too big. And I went all out and maybe too... in. In, in one bit yeah that's what i'm wondering i'm, I'm starting to I, I didn't actually have a lot of confidence uh, mm. about the uh the, the booking that i had i had literally i had one idea and i kind of like i started at the end and kind of like booked backwards which mm. you'd think would be the best way to do it yeah. but in reality i was like well, i don't really know where i'm sort of going with this this is harder than i anticipated and now i'm just sort of like just doing things also it's a lot to write down on your phone do you know what's gonna be harder than probably anticipated sitting through the winner of the next patreon exclusive podcast do you want to do you want to tell us about this absolutely yes we mentioned this on uh, the last episode that we did mm. about um uh, the patreon exclusive wrestle ramble extra so if you're a five dollar plus backer you get this extra bonus podcast you get one every month and we put up a poll for uh which uh, uh pay-per-view we're going to review this month obviously it's halloween spooky theme so we did have halloween havoc 1998 on there and halloween havoc 1990 but i can now reveal that the winner is halloween havoc 1998 winning by just five votes mm. against wwf's bad blood in your house the and the 20th anniversary of the first hell in a cell and the debut of kane and the death of brian pillman so quite a newsworthy mm. um, uh, event but unfortunately for those who are interested in that we're going to be talking about the awful ultimate warrior versus hulk hogan match that dave Meltzer gave minus five stars to i've never seen it i don't think i mean i'm sure i've seen clips of halloween havoc what else happens on that show you've also got a uh, ddp versus goldberg for the that's WCW. a good match it's a great match it's oh a, i've seen that then yeah that's a great match hmm yeah, I haven't watched many WCW pay-per-views from top to bottom. Mm -hmm. So this will be interesting. I'm look I'm looking forward to you almost like your almost like a first experience mm. of WCW for you. Well, I used to watch it whenever I could as a kid, but yeah, I never I didn't have really that much access yeah. to it. Whereas I had Sky, so I had Raw and SmackDown. I could watch those when I was a kid, uh, but not as it was unfolding. 
Let's do some iTunes reviews very quickly before we get into the show. This one from Wrestle Ramble Lover. Oh, That's hello. their name on the iTunes. Hopefully it's their Apple ID as well. <laughs> well, it is. It has to be, I think. Does it? Yeah. The best wrestling podcast I have ever seen. Although it is an audio format. Admittedly, I've seen one Stone Cold podcast from May and this. But Wrestle Ramble is still fantastic. Both co-hosts are very funny, entertaining and creative. They have very unique, amazing segments and ramble brilliantly as the name suggests. This is a must for every wrestling fan. Thanks, Wrestle Thank Ramble you, lover. Wrestle Ramble lo- <laughs> lover. I just saw the next one from Ibby. Uh, two smiley face emojis. They simply write, it was good. Thanks, Ibby. No, that's not all it says. Do you want me to read the next Can part? Can you read it out? But Luke was a bit annoying. <laughs> Thanks, Ibby. Thanks, Ibby. No, I don't find you annoying. Well, it's good that you don't. <laughs> We, have to, we do spend a lot of time we spend, in this room. We spend all time together. Yes. Uh, but shall we get on with the show? Let's. I'm, I'm not excited for Fantasy Booking Warfare. Yeah, okay, so I suppose we need to open this up now. We might as well do this before we actually jump into mm. the crab gimmicks. You uh, I said you were struggling with uh, today's um, Fantasy Booking Warfare. And I said, just before we came in to record, I'm not going to bring this up. Because I feel like you're only doing this so that you can get sympathy votes no. just in case yours... Act- or it's either. you can either, So you can get sympathy votes in case yours is a bit pants. Or you're trying to pl- downplay everyone's expectations for it to be pants. Then it turns out to be really good. What? <laughs> no. It's really bad, everyone. And I feel really <laughs> bad about it that I've let you down. And Luke's been walking around the studio, like boasting, being an absolute heel. He told me that I'm not going to get a chance to jump off the cage. He's going to throw me off it. Let's throw him off. <laughs> That's how this works. So, crap gimmicks. So you're, uh, you're asking the SWAF Nation to be the Sami Zayn in this scenario. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> to, no, pull, but, to pull you off the yeah, table while yeah, I crash through it. That would be good. Why well, be the, the baby face Shane McMahon? I don't know if I want to be him. Um, the Oh, yeah, and the whole idea of... You, you'll see when we get to the Survivor Series concept, we've approached it very differently. Mm. I've, I've sort of booked one feud to end in a sort of... Uh, not even a main... <laughs> I've booked like a mid, mid-card feud. Is this why you're so down on it. No, I like it. It's just, if, if I was booking Survivor Series, I wouldn't have made it the main event. <laughs> and what worries me, you then told me, yeah, I booked, the, I booked a whole show. Yeah, more or less a whole show, yeah. So that's, and I was like, ah, I booked this solid mid-card feud that I'm into, uh, but it might be dwarfed or like all-consumed by all your stuff. Well, but we'll, see. well, let's see. Let's do some crap gimmicks. Let's do some crap gimmicks. Joseph Cabello has got in touch on Patreon, and this is his pitch. He would be a mean, hypocritical heel. His main gimmick would be that so he he's believes... Called, he's called Censor. Censor. Yes, that isn't in here, actually. Uh, his main gimmick would be that he believes TV needs to be cleaned up, starting with Raw or SmackDown, whatever show he may be on. To really turn the crowd, in his first promo, he would come out and interrupt someone like Dean Ambrose and say his main catchphrase, Now that is not appropriate! He would get huge heat from the crowds when he says stuff like, Your parents would let your kids watch stuff you, like you this. You parents. You parents and be like a bum. Uh, doesn't even care if people bleed on PG-13 content. So he's talking to Dean. Uh, his finishing move would be the censorship, and he would just think it's it's great for families and a role model for kids, and he does everything to bully people and controlling, and he's only truly worried about one word, and that's censor. 
The problem with this gimmick, uh, Joseph Cavallo, as many people might have noticed from mm. reading that, is that it's Stephen Richards' gimmick in 2000 when he was the right to censor. Which yeah, is, yeah. which is 17 le- years ago. Legit one of my favourite gimmicks of all time. It was brilliant. It, it was, was really good. So good. Undercard act. Oh, it was perfect yeah, as well yeah. because they had the WWE or WF at the time had the Parents Television Council really coming down on them to like say that you are mm. doing horrible things. They got like Al Snow's toy pulled from uh, Toys R Us because, because they, of the head. They believed it came with a severed head. It didn't. It came with head. They just didn't know the product. Mm. Um, and so they were really coming down on them. So they created this heel character in Stephen Richards that would come out, be the Bible Belt style character, and be like, the right to censor, do not believe in what you're doing. It's hard to do a Stephen Richards voice. Mm. <coughs> oh, you're right there. Oh, a little bit, yeah. Of course, yeah. the back of my throat. But now Stevie does it. I mean, I know he's got like sort of throat issues. Mm. I was making a joke. Um, John Laurinaitis. He is John Laryngitis. And uh, he, but, and he had like this whole group of them, and they used to just beat up people who they thought needed censoring. Not they just had... any people, but people like the good, the Godfather, who you know was forced to change his ways and become the good father. Yeah, Val Venus. And that was the genius of it, yeah, because yeah, the yeah. Parents Television Council specifically targeted Val Venus, a former porn star, mm. and the Godfather, a pimp who talked about smoking marijuana all the time, and then they turned them heel, so it became Val Venus and the good father. Oh, it was a great time. So we can't sign your gimmick because it's actually a... Ri- when it was done, it was really good. And yeah. um, this <laughs> is about crap it got It got so over. It got really over. Uh, I guess... Um, what's his name? Uh, oh, the... The guy who wears a suit on 205 Live. Can't believe oh, Drew Gulak. his name. Yes, I guess Drew Gulak is kind of doing something similar these yeah. days with the no cheering, no uh, top rope moves. can't believe you managed to forget the best thing about 205 I know. Live. <laughs> yeah, well, Enzo Amore is no, the best it's, thing. He's no Drew Gulak. Daniel Bramlett has gone in touch as well via Patreon, and his pitch is Mr. Distraction. The guy comes out doing a normal entrance, but he always walks out with this button device and he places it in the corner when he gets in the ring as the match goes on he is thrown into the corner you know like an irish whip into the turnbuckle and he steps on this button and that causes a random thing to fall from the rafters as the crowd are cheering in excitement oh look a thing uh, the opponent's getting frustrated and distracted by the objects that are falling and you may have guessed it boom mr distraction gets the roll up for the win see now if it uh, I think that the button should actually trigger something on the Titantron. Yeah. Like someone's entrance music. And so a random other person's entrance music. And that could be sort of the running gimmick mm. of what entrance music is going to be played this week that is going to distract the person that he is facing. It's kind of like what Dolph Ziggler's doing at the moment when he was trying out everyone's entrances. Being awful. But uh, but more, more effective, I guess, because it would <laughs> yeah. be used to win matches. I guess logistically, you don't want to be throwing stuff off of the rafters. No. You're not always going to be 100% certain you can you can get up there. Yeah. Uh, it makes me think of um, uh, Earthworm Jim, the first level when you're in New Junk City. And I think it's, it's, I think it's the end boss. There's lots mm. of just stuff just randomly falling. That is a, uh, that's a reference I'm sure everyone got. <laughs> so I'm glad you made it. Well, considering that, uh, yeah. Um, yeah, sorry. I'm, I'm, you don't have to apologise. <laughs> it's only being silly. Uh, the last one is from Lena Oxton via YouTube, and they have written Mr. Champion. He is a delusional wrestler who believes he's a 50-time world champion and a 50-time Hall of Famer. So a delusional wrestler, essentially, um, who just believes that he is better than everyone. Mm. A perennial jobber, you might say. Um 
it's a fairly it's not enough it's, meat it's there, not enough there? meat no unfortunately uh, not i'm starting to think though that to me sounds like the accomplishments of vacant <laughs> if they came yeah. out in a in one of those full blacked out body suits and a question mark on their on mm. their torso a it would make thumbnails a lot easier for me and luke to make and b yeah vacant i wouldn't mind signing vacant as a character <laughs> yeah the empty creator a, wrestler slots yeah that's a crap gimmick and he's what he's so decorated he is very always decorated. the interim champion he that is. is a solid hand we're like we're gonna put the belt on you while we uh while we find someone else or have a tournament to decide another one so shall we get on with fantasy booking warfare so for my, I'm going first because I won the last fantasy book in Warfare, which, which was, was How to Save the Cruiserweights, which I did by essentially just redoing uh, the Cruiserweight Classic, but it was better than your one, which was about Trios Championships, I it, think. No, <laughs> no, it was about the Kings of Wrestling faction <laughs> and getting rid of the weight division and that just was making right, it more yeah. like the X and, division. And everyone's comment on that was like, you didn't save the Cruiserweight division, you killed it. No, no, we, I just got rid of the weight. Uh, <laughs> yes, well, yeah, okay. I'm so, worried I'm going to lose this one because of a similar misunderstanding of the concept. So that means I am going first, mm-hmm. uh, which does mean then I have going first curse. Don't the, try and get sympathy I'm, I'm from I'm not trying to get sympathy. I'm just, we are, we're just laying out groundworks. That they, this is what usually happens. The rule, general rule of thumb that has been explained to us is that whoever goes second usually wins. Usually. Usually. So I'm looking to break... The going first curse. This is a complete heel move on Luke's <laughs> part. Trying to get who? How dare you try and get sympathy when I'm trying to get sympathy? Also, so um, on uh, the video that I did on uh, Tuesday about uh, better teams for the Shield to feud with, someone uh, in the comments said that every time I do a fantasy book in warfare, my only uh, tactic is just to bring up people from NXT. So on that note, I'm bringing up. No, I'm kidding. I'm not doing anything. Well, I was like going to say it's either that or a brand crossing over the brands. <laughs> yeah. And actually, when I was writing out this one, I specifically wasn't bringing up anyone from NXT, even though it would have made my life easier because it turns out the rosters are quite thin. Yeah, it always makes it better. <laughs> Because they haven't got any of the baggage attached. <laughs> exactly. But also, it just makes the rosters very thin. So anyway, my jumping off point is actually currently where we are in the timeline of things. So we are leading into TLC, and we have Survivor Series. Sami Zayn has just turned heel and formed an alliance with Kevin Owens. Everyone, new uh, gimmicks are being debuted. This, that, and the other. Away we go. So... Uh, the stories leading into Survivor Series. So I'm not actually going to do a week-by-week booking, but here's all the stuff that's been happening in these six weeks we have it from now until Survivor Series. Uh, we have had uh, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn double power bombing Shane and AJ Styles into the ring aprons, as we talked about on the last WrestleRamble. So they're going on a bit of a tear through SmackDown, really building this feud between AJ Styles and Shane McMahon. Uh, the Shield win at TLC, and I will come on to the reason why they win very shortly. Um, oh, hello, I've actually started to misspelt Rusev there. Um, so, we also had the Ascension continuing their quest to become best friends with the Fashion Police. So, we got some nice backstage stuff there, lots of Fashion File segments. That's going to lead into Survivor Series. Samoa Joe has returned and has vowed that he wants to take out the Shield. And he's actually been the most dominating force against the Shield in recent weeks. Uh, and Bray Wyatt did not debut as Sister Abigail at TLC. And in fact, he said it was all just mind games to distract Finn from his real ace in the hole and that is the man that he has always been able to brainwash Braun Strowman 
So Big Brawny the Strowman has uh, moved away from the Miz and the Bar and is back under the spell of Bray Wyatt. And that means that TLC, the reason why the Shield was so victorious and so easily defeatable, uh, easy was so easy to defeat the Miz and the Bar is because they didn't have Braun Strowman anymore. It was a straight three-on-three match. Uh, and Finn Balor has put together the Balor Club with Galanderson because he needed some backup. Because now Bray Wyatt, his arch nemesis, has got Brawny the Strowman at his side. And it has been announced that the general managers of uh, Raw and SmackDown, although Shane's very busy at the moment, so it's really just been Debray and Kurt Angle, have come together and made the agreement that at Survivor Series, we are going to have Survivor Series matches for both Raw and SmackDown. And the winners of those Raw and SmackDown uh, matches, those Survivor Series matches, are going to become a main event. Similar to Survivor Series 1990, if you want to go back into the WWE uh, Network archives and find that. Essentially, the way it works is that you have all these Survivor Series matches. The sole survivors from those then become teams later on in the night. So we then have that scenario. And the winner, the sole survivor of that match, gets the number 30 spot in the Royal Rumble. That's how we're able to get this Raw vs SmackDown match and have it actually mean something rather than it just being for bragging rights. They've also announced that at Survivor Series there's going to be a Raw vs SmackDown women's Survivor Series matchup and the winner of that will get the number 20 spot in the first ever 20-woman Royal Rumble which will be held in January. So we've got two, two well, actually major Survivor Series matches, all of which have very good, like very big implications. So here is the Survivor Series card that we currently have. Show opens with the Balor Club versus the Wyatt family. So the Balor Club is made up of Finn, Galanderson, R-Truth, and the Universal Champion Brock Lesnar. Because no championships, are, only one championship is being defended on this show. So Lesnar is there, and the uh, the Balor Club have brought him in. Truth. As I said, the raw roster is very thin. I had no other names I could put okay. in there. Believe me, I wanted to put in someone better, but that's that was about the only one. It was like I mean, CM Punk. <laughs> he proper sticks out like a sore thumb amongst that team, and I, I will admit it's the one thing that I'm not particularly happy with. Um, and they are going up against the White family, which is just Bray White and Braun Strowman, because White's like I don't need other people. Finn, you can bring all the people you want. You can bring your beast. You can bring your rappers. I don't need anyone else. I've got Brawny the Strowman. So into this match, uh, Braun eliminates Truth and Galanderson very, very quickly. And then he and Lesnar recreate their end to SummerSlam, where they are just going hell for leather, destroying things around ringside. They're battling. And in the end, they actually just get so lost in their fight that they just battle throughout the arena and get lost. They get counted out. So it comes down to Finn and Bray Wyatt. Finn hits the coup de gras. He wins. He's going on. To, for the Raw side in the main events. So now the first SmackDown Survivor Series match that we have will be Team Usos versus Team Gable and Jordan. Team Usos is made up of the Usos, the Bludgeon Brothers, and the newly heel Hype Bros. Taking on Team uh, Gable and Jordan, which is Gable and Jordan, the Fashion Police, and the New Day. And within this match, the Ascension accidentally cost the Fashion Police their spot in the match. And they, they, they try to help out, but it backfires because they're trying to be best friends, but they're not. And oh, it all leads to lots of confusion. In the end, the winners are the, the sole survivors of this, are both members of the Usos and both members of the Bludgeon Brothers. So they are the sole survivors of that team. They moving on to the SmackDown side for the main event. 
Uh, the next is the, our second SmackDown Survivor Series match, which is Team Kevin Owens versus Team Shane. And on Team Kevin Owens, you've got KO, Sammy, Rusev, Jinder, WWE Champion, Jinder Mahal, and Baza Corbs, Baron Corbin. And they're taking on Team Shane, which is Shane McMahon, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, Ty Dillinger, and the artist known as Shinsuke Nakamura. So in this match, we're going to have um, Nak eliminating Jinder because that can set up some stuff for them down the line. And uh, via a interference from Aiden English, Rusev actually pins Randy Orton to actually try and get some heat back on Rusev. But at the end of it, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn both do the double powerbomb spot into the apron and they take out AJ Styles and Shane McMahon and they win. They are the sole survivors. So that means the SmackDown team now in the main event has got six people because they've got the Usos, the Bludgeon Brothers, and Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. So we've got our final... Uh, oh, actually, I might do the women's match. I've actually written it in order, but I'll do the, uh, the, the women's Survivor Series, which is on Team Raw. Asuka, Bailey, Sasha Banks, Mickey James, and Emma, who I'm missing a name, so I've just written M. Uh, taking on Team SmackDown, which is Becky Lynch, Carmella, Naomi, Tamina, and Lana, because it turns out there aren't that many women on SmackDown on the heel side of things, uh, or on the women's side of things. So... Basically, this one comes down to Asuka is your sole survivor. She is taking the number 20 spot at the first ever Women's Royal Rumble in January. Finally, our last Raw Survivor Series match is Team Shield versus Team Miz. Team Shield is made up of Roman, Dean, Seth, Jason Jordan, gold-blooded Jason Jordan, and Matt Hardy, taking on The Miz, The Bar, Elias, and of course, Samoa Joe, who made his return in the weeks leading up to this. The winners at the end of this, standing tall, of course, it's The Shield, all three members of The Shield, Roman, Dean and Seth. They're going on to this main event, and they're going to team with Finn Balor to take on Team SmackDown. Also on this show, we also have our only title defense, the semi-main event of this, a dual main event, if you will. It's the rematch of Charlotte versus Natalia for the SmackDown Live Women's Championship. That's why they weren't involved in part of Team SmackDown. So, is Charlotte versus Natty. Charlotte has the match won. She's going to win. She's got Nat she's got her the figure eight locked in. But who returns? But Bret Hart. And he comes storming down to the ring, and what does he do? He decks referee Charles Robinson. Specifically, it's Charles Robinson that he decks. Natty, look, Natty locks in the sharpshooter. Brett reveals that he's wearing a referee shirt underneath and just asks to ring the bell, recreating the Montreal Screwjob because it's the 20th anniversary of the Montreal Screwjob. So, of course, that happens. Daniel Bryan runs out with questions. What's going on? Bret Hart spits on him. Big heel turn for Brett, and that will lead into a Royal Rumble match in January. So we have our main event, which is Team Raw of The Shield and Finn Balor versus Team SmackDown, which is Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, The Usos, and The Bludgeon Brothers. Giving a bit of, bit of a big old push here for The, uh, the Bludgeon Brothers, I feel. So right off the bat, because they've got the numbers advantage, Team Team SmackDown pins Finn Balor like right away, almost like he's he's barely in the match, and the Shield weren't there to help him, despite the fact they're on the same team. They just weren't there to help him. Uh, the Shield then eliminate the Bludgeon Brothers and the Usos. Sammy then rolls in and gets a quick roll up on Dean, and then Seth pins Sammy Zayn. So we're now down to a two-on-one of Roman and Seth versus Kevin Owens, the last remaining man for Team SmackDown. And then who should run in to attack Roman and Seth? the Balor Club. 
Finn Balor, annoyed that the shield didn't help him earlier on when he was being pinned. He gets his Galandis, he gets Galanderson to come out and they kill poor Roman and Seth. And they're just laid out and then Owens rolls over and pins Seth, one, two, three, and then discovers that back the other side of the ring pins Roman one two three he is your sole survivor at the end of Survivor Series and he will be getting the number 30 spot at the Royal Rumble so we've got quite a lot of storylines coming out of this we've got a heel turn for Bret Hart leading into a possible match there we've got uh, Lesnar and Strowman reigniting their feud that people were really enjoying until their terrible match at the last pay-per-view no mercy and you've got kevin owens shane mcmahon aj styles Sami Zayn, the shield the battle club you've got all this sort of stuff it's all leading into the royal rumble which is where we're getting to next so i'm not actually i haven't booked the royal rumble or anything like that but here's some headlines from it asker announces that she doesn't want the number 20 spot she wants the number one spot so she comes in at number one into the women's royal rumble wins it and eliminates everyone and she will face alexa bliss at WrestleMania. The Ballot Club and the Shield collide in the actual Royal Rumble match. The actual Rumble match. Hear me. Bloody patriarchy. Collide in the main event Royal Rumble match and they set up their match. Big WrestleMania match. Shield versus Ballot Club at WrestleMania. Nakamura versus Jinder because Nakamura pinned Jinder Mahal at the Survivor Series and Nakamura finally gets the win and he wins the WWE Championship at the Royal Rumble. And it's Brock Lesnar versus Bray Wyatt because it it wasn't Braun Strowman because Bray Wyatt's got him under his control. So Bray Wyatt wants the title shot first, which of course he loses because Bray Wyatt's a chump. Um, And then Owens does enter in at number 30. It's the big entrance. He comes out cocky as anything. It's It's the Kevin Owens show. It's about time. But who should run out of the crowd to attack him but AJ Styles? The returning AJ Styles, who hasn't been seen since the powerbomb into the apron spot at the Survivor Series. He's back from injury, and he attacks Kevin Owens on the ramp. Oh, Kevin Owens battered and bloody, and he, he crawls, he rolls up into the ring. He's like, no, I need to win the Royal Rumble. And then from out of nowhere, runs a returning Shane McMahon, who also hasn't been seen since Survivor Series, and just throws Kevin over the top. He was barely in there for five seconds. All of that effort to get that number 30 spot leading into their WrestleMania match of Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens versus AJ Styles and uh, Shane McMahon. And eventually, Braun Strowman wins the Royal Rumble, and he will face Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania 34, where the, the monster among men is crowned Universal Champion. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. As you're going to pretty quickly figure out, we have taken very different uh, paths here on how to... Like, our truth isn't in mine at all. <laughs> I'm ashamed to say... So, um, pretty much everything, <clears throat> excuse me, everything is the is how it's been uh, as my starting point. Apart from, apart from two little, actually, yeah, two things. I did one doesn't have to. I'll come on to one as I'm doing it because it could go either way. But I, you know, uh, but the the main one is that my story starts the day after TLC, which is on the twenty second of October. And of course, culminates at Survivor Series, which is what uh, what the the aim was, uh, and that's on the nineteenth of November. Meaning there are only four episodes of Raw between them. When I thought this up, I just assumed there were six weeks in between, like how uh, SummerSlam had lots of time in between that and the next pay per view. But I was incorrect. So I've cut. I booked a six week thing, really. And to be honest, it is a much longer thing than that but i've shoved it into the six weeks anyway i think it would be a lot better it's like i'll just get on with it <laughs> right so the uh at tlc the things you need to know the results are the shield beat braun Strowman, the miz and the bar and the reason for this was because the heels just weren't working together as as much of it as, as a unit as the shield are because of course the shield have everything behind they have all the history of working together whereas the heels just collided and it was i don't know it was Seamus or cesaro to be honest probably cesaro who who took the the fall there uh, and the demon king finn balor beats sister abigail bray wyatt so he did do the sister abigail character that happened it's weird how you did a balor wyatt thing because especially because we have both been very down on this feud yet i am continuing it <laughs> so this is the roar after tlc uh, I'm just going to run through the bits that pertain to my this this story that I'm telling. So uh, Finn Balor opens Raw. He comes out and in the ring, there's an interviewer there to interview him. And he just cuts a short promo that is effectively, now I'm finished with Bray. I'm going to get my rematch for the Universal title that I never lost, Demon versus Beast. And then he turns over to Curtis Axel or someone and says, and I start with you. That's all he says hardly any words because he's not brilliant on the mic in the slightest axel looks comedy worried as soon as finn this like attitude change when he looks at him bell rings Balor runs at him flying drop kick that he does coup de gras one two three finn wins so you're like oh wow finn is uh finn has come out of tlc in a big way and um, this immediately goes into michael cole doing a two camera link where he's like well finn's doing just fine after sunday's match there but how is the man he beat Bray Wyatt handling his loss. In the first of our three-part series, WWE correspondent Abby Taylor has spent the day with the Eater of Worlds. So it's like, it's almost like a pre-taped vignette, uh, which is, 
I'll come on to that later, which is sort of like a Louis Theroux piece, which is, you know, like an investigative journalism documentary voiceover led thing. But they're in the they're in the show, too, if you've never seen Louis Theroux stuff. So it's about five minutes. It's all shot at the compound and Bray's hobbling around his cabin selling last night's match. He seems more human now. And they do like, you know, they do like arty out of focus shots of him just cooking a meaty breakfast, chopping some wood, just doing man in a forest stuff. And Abby's following Bray around the compound and two little girls run by laughing. Not the creepy kind of girls from The Shining that would have happened before. Just normal girls in kind of, not Amish clothing, but that sort of cult out in the woods level clothing. And Bray just goes, don't run too fast now. Like he's this jolly old man. And uh, Abby goes, I didn't know you had children. And uh, he just says, they're, they're Rebecca and Thomas's kids. Nice people, nice people. You know, sort of alluding to the fact that there's a bigger bigger group of people in this in this compound and it ends with Bray and Abby just sitting down talking uh and Bray says I keep asking myself after last night what makes a man what is it that makes a man I thought it was his demons a man's demons is what drives a man but it's not what truly makes a man that's my mission to find out the purpose of life so you know very grandiose but also at the same time not the not the supernatural Bray we've been used to. This demon versus Sister Abigail demon conflict really has brought out a more human side of him in, in his loss. Meanwhile, Braun Strowman is furious around Raw because he has lost two pay-per-views on the trot, Brock Lesnar and now TLC against The Shield. Just undirected anger backstage and beats up everyone several times. You know, like the good old Braun rampaging days of old. So, week two uh, of Raw. Raw opens on Braun still going on an absolute tear. He just assaulting everything and he hits his first non-wrestler. So he assaults a backstage employee and Kurt Angle's like, that cannot happen. You can, you know, you, you're just about allowed to take out wrestlers. You can't hurt staff like that. So I am suspending you. Braun is furious and starts trashing the area, shouting for more competition. I'm not finished with you, inanimate objects kind of stuff. And the commentators are really playing up that Braun's rage has just gotten out of control because before he used to use this rage and channel it into beating his opponents. You know, he's quite a, he just wants competition. He's quite a measured guy. Uh, but now he's unfocused and Corey has, you know, I, I agree with Kurt. Like, it's, it's like a wild dog. If it bites you, you've got to put it down. And that's what Kurt's done. Uh, so then next up, or not next up, but later on in the show, Finn continues to be built up. He does uh, the, the, the the exact same template, which pre-match promo with an interviewer in the ring. Uh, Demon beats Beast, then he beats whoever very quickly. The other guy does not get a shot in. Now we have part two of the Bray Wyatt uh, documentary that's being filmed with, with uh, Abby. So Abby's following, this one's Abby's following Bray around the compound uh, and everyone's preparing for a, a meal that night. You know, it's like a treat for everyone. Uh, they're a night of festivities. There's a big bonfire getting built in the day. Women are preparing food. Men are sanding down a bench. Really looks like a, a whole community, sort of like a walking dead happy community before everything goes tits up. And Abby has on the voiceover like this, this isn't what I was expecting when I thought I was going to meet Bray Wyatt. He's, you know, and that, everyone's happy here. Bray is calm and engaging without all the frill and without all the with all the frills stripped away. Uh, he actually says stuff that makes sense. So like, ah, 
Abby's Abby's kind of going native here. And uh, you have a little montage of evening fun, people laughing and dancing and eating by the firelight. It's night now. Uh, Bray's happy at the head of the table, sort of laughing and smiling nicely at people. Violinist playing a happy song, some old-timey dancing. And uh, But briefly, there is a shot of there of Bray talking to two hooded men in the background. Uh, that night, all round the bonfire, Wyatt tells a story. Uh, and everyone's engrossed, especially the children all by his, his feet. And he says, it's about a man who went up against a demon. And no matter how much he tried digging within himself, he couldn't slay that demon. And one girl just said, is, is that the end of the story? One of the girls asks. Did the man ever beat the demon? And Bray just smiles and goes, we'll have to see. Uh, so and then we're back in Raw. Braun has not been letting up on his rampage. And uh, he's being escorted out the building now kind of karma in a cordon of like eight men you know those big poles with the the neck hooks yes and so he's got several of those on his neck and those people are around him with the the bars controlling him he's got handcuffs around his feet and his hands and they walk him like i don't know how you'd film this time wise but they walk him out of the arena and far away from the arena and they let him go and they all back off and that's how, that's like how Raw ends on a cold, uh, just on like a post-credits almost. Braun just there, looking angry. Uh, next week, Raw 3. Uh, this is the final part of the Bray series. And Abby says to Bray that he really seems to have changed. Almost slightly in awe, Abby's tone is now. And, th- but does he ever want to wrestle again? You seem so happy here on the compound. Bray says he does, very much so. And in fact, I've been training. He shows Abby his training room. Says, you know what? This, I'm glad Finn, Finn beat me. I'm glad I got my demons out that way. Like, saying that match was almost like exercising Sister Abigail out of him. And I'm ready to return to Raw. That's it. Just nice ending. And so that, that three-part series is almost... I want it to be the three faces of Foley promos. That's the way of sort of rebooting and making Bray's character a lot more serious. Uh, and immediately after that, Michael Cole on the announcer's desk, sort of has one of those via satellite interviews with Abby, but she's just backstage. And she's just saying, you know, just not what I expected at all. Really nice guy, really nice people, lovely community down there. And yeah, watch this space on Bray Bray Wyatt. Like all generic cheesy sports stuff. Um, Later on backstage, Rhino and Heath Slater have been beaten up. Just Slater's out cold, but Rhino's Rhino's still conscious, but he's been pepper sprayed, so he can't see anything, but he's been beaten up. And Kurt's furious. He's like, how did you let Braun Strowman back in here? And like, he's, it's not like you can miss him. All the security's like running around. In the midst of it all, though, Rhino's telling people, blinded, he's like, it wasn't, it wasn't just one man. It wasn't one man. And Kurt's just like, we need to find Braun. Right. So later on, Finn wins another match. It's like his third match, really really on a roll and Abby gets is Abby this time she gets in the ring to interview him because it's always the uh, the in-ring interviewer and uh, just as standard and Finn starts to say his usual line demon beats beast to, to build up to the Brock match but then the titantron starts playing the lights don't cut out just the titantron starts playing and it's it's like a home video and it's a static shot of just Bray not framed up properly, like he's still got his mic in and stuff. And Bray's just talking naturally. It's old and unedited footage. 
and he's like, oh, Abby, you said. That's a beautiful name. So it kind of, it's the, from when they first met. Uh, I finally figured out what it is, you know, what makes a man. It's not his demons. It's not even himself. Do you know what makes a man, Abby? And then Finn turns around confused to Abby and she just pepper sprays him in the eyes. And she's shocked with herself and she drops the, the can. Finn's in agony, like selling it so bad because his eyes are in so much pain. Anderson and Gallows run down to help Finn and they're shouting at Abby like, what the hell have you done? And Abby backs away in shock. That's that segment. A few more matches, yada, yada, yada. Raw ends, but we do have a post-credits. It's now Braun in a gym just destroying a punching bag. You know, he's mean, he's angry, he's been suspended from Raw. You know, on the last punch... The punch bag comes off the hook, of course, and it just lands in a heap on the floor. And someone very carefully runs in, gives him a box and runs away. And we just see Braun open the box, look inside, and that, that's it. And you don't see what's inside the box. Week four. <laughs> Kurt and Brian open Raw in a pre-taped backstage announcement. Uh, and they say that an agreement has been reached between Raw and SmackDown for talent to appear on both shows in the Build the Survivor series. Because in the background of all this, there's a larger thing going on, which is Team Shane versus Team Kevin. And it's going to be interpromotional. Uh, Samoa Joe is going to be with Sammy and KO, sort of uh, being the, what, what did we call them? Death Unit or Killer Squad. Oh, um, yeah, no, I can't remember what it was Big now. Man Unit. Ah. Uh. <laughs> No, the forgotten. Triple H stuff from earlier yeah. this year and Sami Zayn. I can't think of Ultra who else. Units. Ultra Units and someone else. And uh, Shane McMahon has AJ Styles and The Shield. So that's there. That's your big Survivor Series main event. Um, later on, Bala is shouting around backstage. Obviously, Abby's with Bray now. He's, he's, she's under his spell. It's sort of a Harley Quinn Joker scenario. And Gallows and Anderson are trying to calm him down. Later on, Bala comes out to the ring demanding an answer from Bray. Not a long promo, again, we don't want to do that to Bala. And Bray appears on the Titantron and he says, You beat me as a demon and a man, Finn. I lost to you as a demon and a man. And I've been asking myself ever since, what does that make me? What makes a man? I finally figured out what it is. It's not his demons. It's not even himself. A man is the average of those people around him. He must be part of something bigger. No man is an island. A man is his family. And then you get the blip. So lights go out. Blah, 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 blah. Lights come back on. Harper, Rowan, Bray. Harper and Rowan are on uh, either side of the ring. And Bray is opposite the hard cam with Abby next to him. Now she's sort of looking a lot more Wyatt family. She's not in the robot interviewer outfit as usual. Now this is where we can pretend that the Bludgeon Brothers never happened. This was the other caveat to make the story work. Or they could have the Bludgeon Brothers stuff on and just take off their coats and they're wearing the old Wyatt family stuff underneath. I think it's better if we never heard from them up until this point. So, yeah, that happened, unfortunately. They beat down Bala and then, blurp, they're gone before Anderson and uh, Gallows can get there. Uh, this is uh, an outdated sentence that I'm going to delete. Now, okay, so... Uh, Kurt, of course, wants to find Braun. That's the other storyline that's been going on here because he's been beating up raw talent. And the cliffhanger ending after the final match is that a security team, you know, like with guns and, and lights, maybe not this much, go into the gym where Braun was last seen. Because every, you know, 
that they saw that clip. They know that's where he last was. So they're getting in there to look for evidence and someone's like, oh, found something, found something over here. And like they pick up a box. It's the box Braun had. And they open the box. And inside it's the black sheep's mask. And that's that's the end of that. Kind of like a horror film, you know. I don't know if someone gets dragged out. People get picked off as they're going through the gym. So, Raw 5, two weeks out now from Survivor Series. Don't worry, we're getting there. The Wyatt family come down to the ring. Bray talks about how family makes a man and these are his family. He's sort of, he's back to the cult leader now. But there's an important difference because this is character development. It's not character going back to what he was. Back in the day, he was a god. You know, he, he was really egocentric and he was all about Bray. And the people around him were just kind of minions. And then he, he seems to have become a single character where he just did everything by himself and this sister Abigail force within him. Now it's kind of like it's both parts of that. He's he's really invested in the people around him. He genuinely believes in the family, not the Bray part. So that's that's where his character is. Uh, that's the arc that he's gone on. Uh, yeah, so he's talking about everyone together, not himself as a god. It's like all of them together are the god. Uh, but it, it is all really just a mask for how he can't beat Balor. Uh, not as a demon, not as a not as a man, but maybe as a faction. Uh, Balor, Gallows and Anderson come out after last week, after last week's beatdown, and they challenge the Wyatt family to a match at Survivor Series. Bray, Bray just goes, nah, I didn't want to fight you anymore. I'm past that. I'm, you know, this serene Buddha. I've got my family with me now. And Balor's like, F are you? No way. We're having this match because, of course, Finn's very angry. Gallows and Anderson are very angry. Bray's, Bray goes, I'll only agree to a match with you if it's your club versus my family and we can see effectively who has the better ideology oh and one more thing your universal title rematch will be on the line so this is the one that Finn still hasn't had uh, and Finn agrees as soon as he agrees thinking it'll be a three on three sure sister Abigail sister Abigail sister Abby's there as well so it kind of that doesn't get revealed so it's just a subtle thing so subtle, calling her Abby instead of Abigail. <laughs> She's uh so like the numbers are already not in their favour. You got three Wyatts and Abby, and then you've got the three of the Balor Club. But then the music hits as soon as he's agreed to that. Braun and Braun storms down, enters with the black sheet mask, and the Wyatts attack the Balor Club from behind. Bray then commands Braun to power slam each Balor Club member. And then they just close that segment with, they say blood's thicker than water, Finn, at Survivor Series. We'll find out. The next night on SmackDown uh, confirmed that uh, the, the four on three match has been booked. And AJ Styles is now starting to be torn between Team Shane and his former friends, the Balor Club. Because he was very disgusted at the Raw events. And he's just he's sort of torn throughout the night. And he has a few heart-to-hearts with Shane. But it's left in the balance. Next week at Raw, one of the many go-home. I'm sure it would be an excellent go-home show. But one of the matches is Luke Harper versus Carl Anderson. With the respective factions in their corners. So everyone's at ringside out there. Pretty quickly descends into an all-out battle. Uh, Bray slaps Braun to make him power slam Finn again. And Braun sort of looks, when that happens, Braun looks standoffish. He's like, what did you, what did you just do? Okay, I'll do it because you focus my anger. Slams Finn. And then uh, then AJ Styles runs in for the save. It's a four-team, then sort of 
four-on-four face-off for the for the close. And the Survivor Series match itself is an elimination match, four-on-four. Our uh, truth is not involved, and it comes down to Bray and Braun versus Finn and AJ at the end. And Bray's been commanding Braun the entire match, and you can see Braun is not happy with this because I didn't want to put Braun with the family for a long period of time at all because I think he's he's come so far. He's definitely outgrown the family. And this is a way just to, to start off a, a Braun-Bray feud. Uh, Strowman ends up slamming Bray, letting the Balor Club win. This leads to the Braun versus Bray storyline, sort of a, a father, the student overcoming the master uh, thread. And it really makes Finn a lot more competitive for his eventual Brock Lesnar rematch I would put it at Royal Rumble, but I guess you could do it in the December pay-per-view because Finn now has a badass Balor Club to go alongside him. That's my pitch. Which, uh, what did you think? Uh, well, Ooh. yeah, I mean, you did say to me that you didn't feel like you'd actually booked... Uh, like, the, the the brief was book Survivor Series. What you did was book Let's Rebrand Bray Wyatt. Yeah, <laughs> I always t- tend to do that. <laughs> I said to Luke before we came in here because I kind of let slip. Uh, because I kept on saying, can I have six weeks instead of four weeks? And I was like, can I have the Bludgeon Brothers lit- not ever being a literally thing? Literally at one point said, I need to go out and have a walk. Oh, so it went out for a it. walk. I-, I played a bit of Super Mario World. You came back in and you were like, you know, I asked if I could have six weeks instead of four. Mm. Can we also pretend the Bludgeon Brothers never happened? Yeah, yeah, but you know they, they didn't have to. Well, that's what I said. I, I was like, we've we've done we've done uh, fantasy booking warfare before, where we've kind of changed yeah. uh, alternate storylines. Not only that, but gimmicks get dropped all the time. Yeah, uh, the yeah. So it was because I, I sort of thought books. Our theme was Survivor Series 2017, so I thought I'm going to book a a good elimination match. But you you booked the whole show. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, I because I had this idea in mind. I think we we talked about like, we talked, yeah, yeah, the the nineteen ninety yeah, well, we, we yeah, I, I, I was kind of like I really got that into my head because I felt like we were leading towards feels like this year we are leading towards more like Raw on Raw mm. five on five matches and SmackDown five on five matches. But I was like, well, what would make that more interesting is actually copying that nineteen ninety thing and then booking that. So then you have like these uh, the Raw baby faces versus these SmackDown heels with this actual prize at the mm. end of the road. One one thing that I because I I that was like in my very early thoughts so had loads of ideas on the table, uh, but I thought I'm not going to do that because I don't know how to make it work. And I didn't interrupt you when we were doing it. Maybe you've got an answer. So you've got a five on five, and the thing the final thing that's at stake is a number thirty spot in the Royal Rumble. What happens if your three people survive on your raw team uh they would have got like the final three slots of the rumble how would they decide that though uh, lotto draw oh okay i just because i, I just that, kept would have been, thinking... that would have been explained at some point yeah. in there, but i would have thought like they'd have done that as a very throwaway line because mm. it's very much well at the end of it we're only going to have one winner well, so we have a triple threat well, elimination you could have had a triple threat but they're all they're all mates i suppose but yeah, anyway, but, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah. they want to i think yeah. everyone would want the 30 yeah, yeah i would right. definitely turn heel on you to get that <laughs> well that's fair enough um but what i really like about it is i like the uh the compound stuff with the louis through who's playing abby by the way i don't know it would have to be a wrestler just call up a it's it doesn't matter it's a character rather than oh, so an, for a nxt call up yeah <laughs> <laughs> or or uh, <laughs> or from another promotion or Summer Rae. Or, Who cares? Or CM Punk. Like, yeah. it could be any one of them. It could them. be CM Punk. Um, I actually didn't pick up on the Abby thing. Did until you, not? you Until you accidentally said Sister Abigail. And I was like, oh, okay, now I see why she's called Abby. Oh, uh, yeah. She isn't, she, isn't, she isn't Sister Abigail. No. But it's just like, 
Oh, also, it, I'm a big fan of Louis Theroux, so uh, that yeah. really warmed my cockles. Also, I love like it kind of reminded me of the the Roddy stuff they've been doing down in NXT when mm. they did all the uh, the the Roderick Strong videos, and those were great because they really rebuilt Roderick mm. Strong. Like before that, he was like, oh yeah, it's Roderick Strong, he's grand. But after they did all those video packages, I was like, oh my, it's Roderick Strong, he's awesome. He's got a really good life story. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the well, just one more thing. The Abby character was originally called. Because uh, I think Abby Taylor, I think I called her. Yep. She was originally called Abby Rotunda. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought, come on, what am I doing? I'm not. I'm not a GCSE student anymore. That's the sort of crap I would have pulled back then. That is too <laughs> ham-fisted. If you don't get that, Bray Wyatt's real last name is Rotunda. Very good. Um, but yeah, I, I very much enjoyed your booking. Thank you. I enjoyed yours too. I was a bit overwhelmed with the five on fives they never had that many five on fives it was just i thought it was two five on fives no no, no there were there were four five there on fives four to leave five on fives yeah. wow well that's what i wanted to like it was going to be a real big survivor series yeah, yeah, yeah. so it wasn't just random matches here and there's mm. why i had like world champions in there but i thought let's i'm gonna have one championship match which would be the natty side thing which i wasn't going to do mm. but then i thought oh, it's the 20th anniversary of survivor series i'll add that in this little extra thing because that can then build to a match down the line when you have like you've got bret hart in uh, natalia's corner you've got the triumphant return of rick flair to come down and it's the hearts v flares all over again i did not think it was the 20th anniversary and they do it when it isn't the 20th anniversary know, yeah. so and it's it's natalia <laughs> Defending the title at Survivor, God, <laughs> sake. I, can, I could go a long time without ever seeing a screw job. <laughs> I wasn't overly keen on it. I think, like, but I'd rather have that um, than having to have to book our truth in one of my matches. Mm, yeah. But man alive, when you look through that raw thing, if they're not injured, they're in other matches. <laughs> well, I, I like. I was like really digging everything you said, and then all of a sudden, and Brock Lesnar and our truth. <laughs> and usually, I try and stay quiet in your, and I just went, "What? <laughs> our truth? I can love. There's no one else to put in that spot." Tough ones to call. There's so many elements of yours that I did like, but I'm for, I, I, I feel like, um, man, what is it? It's a bit like The Apprentice sometimes, where they're just like, you didn't fulfill the brief. Mm. Or um, like, oh, what are they also they do on uh, like Bake Off? They say that a lot. Like it doesn't quite fit the brief. Well, if let me see if I can get up the the message I sent you last night, <laughs> where you said just book what you want. <laughs> Uh, so uh, I said about Survivor Series are we booking the whole pay-per-view or just an elimination match or the top few main events and you replied whatever you feel yes however I didn't realise like you didn't really book a Survivor Series anything you just booked the rehabilitation of Bray Wyatt um, I booked an elimination match at Survivor <laughs> Series that was the that was the cherry on top of the cake fair enough I stand corrected yes uh, so don't let Luke <laughs> too much it was tough though I had so my, what was your initial spark? Because mine was the idea of Braun Strowman having this wonderful uh, story where he would slowly go under Bray's wing again because he was dejected from losing, and then he would slowly turn on him to get a massive babyface badass. Well, really, oh. it was actually just that 1990. I essentially mm. just copied and pasted what they had they had done there, where you just but put, put in our truth, but put our truth in there. And then from that, I kind of like just started to splinter off other storylines. So I also had like the Braun going back under mm. Bray's spell and then eventually turning against him to main events WrestleMania and win the Universal Championship. It's weird how we both had that. Yeah, it's fun. we find that a lot sometimes, but we kind of go down similar mm. avenues, especially with like the reformation of the Wyatt family, although I just did it with 
brawn rather than because the way the bludgeon brothers are on on smackdown um so i just sort of like i'd like booked a card and then i i kind of splintered off storylines from there but yeah should we get some itunes reviews in the can uh rmp83 writes rob maybe they got the the title bit the title bit of the review mixed up with the byline but yeah rob that's the title of this review Great podcast, great show. Not your average wrestling podcast. Has educated views and cuts out the average BS you get in these types of shows. Cheers, Rob. Thank you. RMP83. Well, I'm going to assume the R stands for Rob. Yes. Uh, What kind of average BS? What is the average BS in a wrestling podcast? Um, If if I was to throw aspersions onto other wrestling podcasts, it would be uh, constantly being uh, or constantly asking your other co-hosts to do impressions. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so in all fairness to that podcast they have not done it in a while yeah I feel like they're really sort of stepping up mm. that a little bit because one of the episodes, a big three hour episode was almost unlistenable because you kept doing one yeah. specific impression um, another one would be spending the first 15 minutes talking about their latest album or a, a tour they've just had um, before getting into the actual interview side of things well that's just the ramble surely I love it when Steve Austin talks about a raccoon shot <laughs> in the back garden <laughs> Hershey the Wonder Dog. Yeah, or uh, I don't know, some stuff you had to replace under the house. Exactly. I want to be you. I want to be you, Steve. (laughs) Unfortunate troops he's had to take out to Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, And finally, from Max Loxley, best wrestling podcast to date. That's a little bit better. Yes, there still could become a better one, uh, and we don't stand by that, of course. Massive fan and have been for a couple of years now. Only just managed to catch you on a podcast platform, which means I can listen to you both to and from school. Every single episode exceeds expectations. The Agada and Omega of podcasting would give you six and a quarter stars if I could too. Great content, guys. Please keep it coming. Cheers, Max. Thank you, Max. Woo! So we'll be back on Before Monday. Do, just oh. on, on that uh, the, the six-star rating thing, the six-and-a-quarter star, have you seen um, a lot of people taking Dave Meltzer to task on Twitter uh, quite recently saying mm. that, like, I mean, you've ruined star ratings now with the, the six stars for Omega mm. Ricarda. Like, it's just pointless now. And Dave Meltzer was like, which means I've made, it, I made uh, star ratings irrelevant in 1980 when I gave my first six stars then. Yeah, yeah, people forget this isn't, that wasn't <laughs> the, the first, first six-star six match. I mean, I didn't know until... Dave told me. <laughs> Not Dave told me in person, but yeah. Dave told someone else. I was like, oh, God, I'm glad I didn't tweet Dave that. He would have Dave me. Dave is so melted. good on Twitter. Uh, actually, I'm in Paris right now. Oh, of course you we are. Didn't yeah, talk that's about. right, you are. Yeah, I guess because uh, I didn't put it in the Wrestle Ramble or the news. Uh oh, you're not pre warned people that I'm no. doing both episodes of the news? Oh, Jesus. So you me. just did two oh, episodes of the no. news on Friday. Oh, man. <laughs> I was actually going to open up with a joke about doing... I think you should. I think I should. Take the heat off. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm not Ollie. What are you going to do? Have you got any ideas? Uh, pretty much just going to be like, so it's everyone's favourite Ollie Davis replacement. Yeah. Yeah, I think you, yeah, we'll work on something. But we'll see you when I'm back on Monday for a mailbag show. Love you. Bye.
Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50 luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.